Yo, what's up? This is Frank Bella from Anthrax, and you are listening to Signal to Noise. This is Mike Watt from San Pedro, California, for Signal to Noise. This is Peter Holm, co-creator of the Firefly Pick, and you're listening to Signal to Noise. You are listening to a presentation of the Cast Iron Ring Network. For more great content like this, head to castironring.com. Your number one source for the best music podcast on the net. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 21 of the Signal to Noise podcast. I am your host, Aaron, and I am super happy to be here tonight. Uh, we got a special show. I got some brand new gear to talk about. Before we do that, let's just talk about what's on my mind tonight. All right, so what's on my mind tonight is the DIY spirit. I've talked about Kickstarter several times on this show and Twitter and everywhere else. I'm really, really a fan of the platform and I'm a fan of it because it's a great place to find new ideas or sometimes a new twist on an old idea. Um, but but that, that entrepreneur, that DIY create things on your own spirit is very much alive and it's great to see all these projects coming to light on Kickstarter and you know kind of working on their merits. Um, the Germ was a project that I backed. There's been a couple different guitar projects, guitar oriented projects that I backed. Pedals, picks, you name it. Um, I got a great pick called Tusk Buffer off of um, off of Kickstarter and just really really neat stuff. If I would have realized it was going to be that cool when I got it I would have probably ordered a couple more. And it's just it's just a great way to be introduced to new ideas. And it makes me proud to um, well, to be to be living in this time because we've got so many great things going on, so many great ideas, and especially coming for the guitar community. And that brings us to what our interview is going to be about tonight. We're going to talk about another Kickstarter project I found, but I'll talk about that one here in a minute. Because I'll tell you, my DIY spirit is really, really ignited. I've been reading books about electronics. I've been um, talking to Scott over at Focus on Metal. And um, I was asking him about just about some different pedal forms and things because I really want to sit down and try to make a pedal from scratch. I have a kit from Build Your Own Clone. Um, I got it a couple years ago for my birthday. I've not put it together yet. And kits are cool. Kits are fun. But there's part of me that just really, really wants to try doing one on my own, building a circuit from scratch, whether it's an old circuit, just copying it and trying to make it work. I think that's what I really want to do. And my dad likes electronics, and I think it'll be like a fun father-son project we can start to do. So, without any further delay here, let's get to my interview with Peter. Ladies and gentlemen, I have on the phone with me tonight, Peter Holm, co-creator of the Firefly Pick. How you doing, Peter? I'm doing good, Aaron. Uh, glad to be here. Good, man. Hey, thanks again for doing the interview. I really appreciate this. Yeah, no problem. All right, so let's talk about this pick. So I discovered you guys through Kickstarter, and <clears throat> I think my audience is well aware now that I love Kickstarter. I think it's a great platform for all sorts of projects, but this is where I've been finding new music gear. And the Firefly pick really caught my attention because it's doing something I've never seen a guitar pick do. I've seen them glow, I've seen them be clear, I've seen all sorts of things, but I've never seen one flash with light and let alone to the music. So how did this concept for this Firefly pick develop? Right. Well, I think you kind of nailed it with the uh, the uniqueness of the Firefly pick. Um, we were we wanted to do something original, of course, and 
like you, I've seen a lot of different guitar picks, but um, there's not really any lighting effects or musical equipment that I think captures the actual rhythm of the guitar as precisely and effortlessly as the Firefly pick um, concept, which is to just basically put the motion sensing directly into a pick, you know, and uh, you can, uh, you know, you, there, there are guitars that measure the frequency spectrum of the output and stuff, but um, if you watch the, the visual display from that, it's definitely not as uh, rhythmic as the Firefly pick. So we were just kind of going for something that might, you might be able to add a visual layer onto the music without really learning how to use a new complicated tool or um, without really putting a whole lot of um, effort into it. And visually, it looks really smooth. From watching the demo videos that you guys have up, <clears throat> it looks like it's just about instant like, like transfer. Like I, I can't tell if there's any latency. You know, I mean, I'm sure you know the specs on that, but to me, there wasn't a lot of visual latency between the light flashing and the sound. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the electronic system is extremely high speed, and uh, most of the... Um, you know, a lot of our consideration has been in making it really easy to use, kind of simple and um, effortless to incorporate into your existing playing. So you don't have to learn a new tool, you know, just to, um, uh, to add the sliding effect. You can just basically pick up the guitar pick and play with it. And it's fast enough that it responds to a really wide variety of playing styles. Now, as somebody who is very particular about their pick thicknesses, I am curious about how many millimeters are we talking here? Yeah, um, that's definitely been the primary uh, design consideration for the Firefly pick. Uh, it's right now it's uh, like between three, three point five millimeters, um, depending on how the final manufacturing uh, works out, which is definitely on the thicker side for guitar picks. And it's been a, a really um, fun challenge actually trying to find electrical components that we can use to minimize that thickness. And in the end, our thickness is actually defined by the USB micro plug which um, where there was kind of a trade-off between do we do a custom charging dock for this thing so that we can shave another half millimeter off of it and greatly increase the cost to everyone because then everybody needs to buy this special charger. Or we could just use USB micro and everybody has that. It's like an Android charger, you know. Right. Um, so we ended up going with that compromise in the end. And um, I think the end result is actually really playable, even though it sounds like a pretty thick pick. Yeah, it, it sounds thick, but I mean, from again, from watching those videos, it doesn't look like it's that uncomfortable to the people that I saw holding it. Um, yeah, definitely. Well, you know that guy in the video, uh, Ron Work. Um, you know, he's in our video, so obviously it's, he's going to sound biased just because he's in our video. But, right. Uh, you know, he came in that day to play with us, and he said, I was really expecting this to just be a clunky gimmick, but it plays so smoothly. This is amazing. And that was... Uh, that was when I realized that it was going to actually be really awesome because until I got the word back from an actual professional that it was playable and awesome, I was always kind of worried that the uh, three millimeter profile would be somehow a deal breaker. But um, it's really not that different from other three millimeter picks. Well, I, said, I think you're going to find a lot of <clears throat> a lot of certain player types will probably gravitate to it. Like it visually, again, like on the video, it's stunning. <clears throat> But then you have, like, that jazz crowd that likes those thick picks. Right. You know, so I, I think you'll probably have a lot of people over there who adopt. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely, I mean, it, it flashes, and you don't always want a flashing pick, so it's not going to fit the bill for every playing need, but it, I think it clearly has um, 
it's it's clearly playable for a wide variety of styles of music, and I think it'll be great for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about the circuitry for this, because as I was watching the video, one of the things that really fascinated me was how tiny of... Um, of a PC board that you guys got in there and those those components. So was that a challenge, like to, like to to go out and find components that small? Like did you have to spe- have things special manufactured or you know like how how do you? I, I just can't even begin to start to say okay how do we make <laughs> a circuit that small? Like that it blew my mind watching that. Well, you know uh, we're get, we obviously are custom manufacturing the charging board and we're using. Um, really low profile integrated circuits including the microcontroller and the accelerometer and we've got we've done a pretty much worldwide search for the smallest battery and uh, we're using a two millimeter thick battery um, which actually fits under the profile of the USB micro like I mentioned before so I and the board is a quarter millimeter thick uh, it's not really even a player in the thickness uh, compared to the rest of the stuff so yeah, it's um, it's definitely been a really interesting challenge. Uh, you know, mo- all of engineering involves trade-offs, but I've never done a project before where one of the primary trade-offs was thickness and wow. trying to minimize thickness. And that's what really makes our effort significant. I think is that we've put months of effort into optimizing it as much as possible to keep the thickness down. Now, and I'm going to assume that you guys have probably been hand building all of these prototypes. So, what's what's it take to to solder electronics that tiny? <laughs> it's funny you ask because I've actually literally just been working on that for the last 48 hours. Uh, up till now, my partner Brandon has done all of the assembly, but he's actually moving to a new apartment this week, and we really need some samples. And uh, like you mentioned, the components are so small. The pitch lead, the pitch, uh, the pitch between the leads is. Um, 0.5 millimeters and the spacing between the um, metal contacts is only a quarter of a millimeter. So it requires a sort of custom um, or a uh, advanced soldering technique called reflow soldering where you use a, um, a combination of kind of ambient heat and a stencil and paste and tweezers to carefully place the components and then heat it all up and wow. it all fuses. Yeah, it's been really hard but I finally got it last night. So I'm wow. I mean, I, I've done some soldering in my day. You know, guitar player, you're always tinkering. But right on, yeah. I'm watching that video and going, okay, I, I can't even begin to start to think of how I'd even approach working on that. Yeah. No, it's it's been a real challenge dealing with these tiny accelerometers in particular. That's just a nightmare. But you know, obviously the project wouldn't work without these kinds of components, so there's no real alternative. Oh, yeah. I, and, and it's funny, like when I think about accelerometers, like the first time I really heard about them was in the phone to do different things and, and you know, for, for the screen tilts. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, they yeah. can put it in there. And then when I'm watching the video and they're talking about being in the guitar pick and I'm looking <laughs> at my guitar picks going, wow. You know, and it's one thing when you look at the, the finished pick, you're like, okay, that's not that bad. But again, once you guys have it cracked open, you can see that circuitry. Yeah, there's a lot going on inside that pick. So, how did you come up with like the concept for that circuit? Because I, you know, I know in the video you talked about you do circuit design for computers. So, yeah. how how do you like kind of switch gears to do this circuit? Well, I wanted to do, and I think Brandon also wanted to do something that was used uh, that had sort of an aesthetic quality to it. You know, most of the work that we've done as professionals has been really technical, uh, dry kind of stuff used by machines, and we wanted to do something that was more. Uh, personal and had a had kind of a design quality to it um and the fire i mean the firefly pick is pretty simple as far as design as aesthetic design goes but it's got a shape and it's got color and um that sort of stuff so um that's kind of what got us 
uh, headed in this direction. And then once we're working on the problem itself, it just becomes an engineering trade-off problem where we're just looking at different components and trying to find the smallest components with the lowest power consumption and the highest performance and fit them together in the smallest area. And it's kind of an iterative process that um, has diminishing returns. And we're definitely continuing to iterate, and the returns are definitely diminishing. It's, it's a wow. pretty well-optimized device at this point. Wow. Now, the Kickstarter campaign is going pretty well. I think you're about 50% funded today, right? Uh, yeah, actually, we're almost 20,000 out of 30,000, so I guess that's like 66%. Fantastic, fantastic, because I, I really want one of these picks, so I'm, I'm hoping we, we reach funding here. Yeah, so me too. So <laughs> what, what happens next after this Kickstarter campaign? So, you know, you, you design the pick, you've got the Kickstarter. Is this going to be for, you know, off to manufacturing? Or t- kind of take us through what, what you'll be doing next. I mean, obviously, you couldn't hand-make all these picks. Oh, absolutely, and we wouldn't want to because... Uh, we want, I mean, for to get the kind of uh, high-quality product out of this that we want, it needs to be done by professionals and, where possible, by machines. Uh, and so I'll definitely be putting enormous amounts of time into getting the manufacturing up after this. I'm kind of expecting things to kick into pretty high gear as soon as the Kickstarter concludes and we need to start um, fulfilling all those Kickstarter uh, orders uh, with by November. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, I anticipate working full-time, fulfilling all of the Kickstarter stuff until November, and then after that, hopefully, uh, making it available to the public through our website. Well, and that was going to be my next question. Are you guys planning, um, you know, you're saying about having things fulfilled by November. Are you thinking about a January NAM debut? Yeah, you know, we didn't have a real solid prototype together in time for NAM this year in 2013 but uh, and I haven't really looked into it in great detail yet because I've been so busy with the Kickstarter but I, it's definitely on my radar and I think we'll uh, aim to be there yeah you know, I used to um, I used to be a buyer for a music store locally and um, I loved going to NAM and finding just new gear like I, I bought one time they uh, this guy made a like an external you know, outboard jack that you plug your guitar cord in, plug it into the guitar, and then it had a photo sensor so you could control the, the volume right on your guitar. Oh, cool. Yeah, it sounded great in theory, but if you think about where most guitar players play in the dark, you know, you, you start yeah. running into challenges there. Yeah, I could see that. Huh. So I had one, and it was, it was neat, and it's funny. Like, I've been looking for it for the last three years. I've moved a couple times, and I can't find it now, so it's driving me crazy. <laughs> But I, I mean, yeah. you know, so you, there's always great stuff like that showing up at NAM. Right. Like I yeah. remember, like the first time I saw the rhythm pick. So I mean, you guys, especially January NAM, because that's the NAM show. Like I think you guys would really do a lot of business. Yeah, well, we'll be sure to be there. So after the Firefly pick, are you thinking of any other circuits or any other refinements here? Like, like what you know, what's oh, what's yeah. kind of next for you guys? I mean, well. So it's been a real challenge trying to figure out what feature set to include in this version of the Firefly pick um, because one of the things I wanted to avoid was overcomplicating it, um, you know, since it's kind of unique in the sense that it's an electronic guitar pick and it's got motion sensing and it's, it's kind of throwing a lot at people up front just to begin with. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to overcomplicate it to the point where it just was kind of a jumbled mess i guess it's like i don't know i guess it's a little cliched but i guess it's like the apple design philosophy or something like that right so uh um we have a whole bunch of things that we'd love to add to the firefly pick like uh uh, wireless communication and charging um 
more if we could if we had a little bit more upfront capital we could probably get some custom components and shrink it down a little bit more uh, and of course there's a lot of spin-off product ideas that we have like uh, drumsticks I personally think would be pretty cool although they already have um, motion sensing light up drumsticks out there fire sticks uh, you can find them on Amazon I, ha- I actually have a pair of those how do you like those? Well, you know, it's it's funny because I was playing with those last night thinking about this. Because I, I bought them for my daughter. She, she she likes to drum. And they're not bad, but I feel like, like like there's no real light till there's an impact. Like sometimes, depending on hmm. the stick, like the one stick seems to be pretty good with shaking it and it'll kind of move with motion. Hmm. The other one seems like it needs more impact. So it, it doesn't feel very consistent. Okay. And that's the one thing I really liked, again, coming back to your demo, is watching it. It was very visually consistent with the music. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of flexibility in the algorithm, too. So that's why we've created the four variants on our Kickstarter, um, to kind of emphasize different aspects of how we can interpret the motion data. Um, There's the, the air version which has a really long light pulse and sort of just kind of pulses, whereas the original, the primary original Firefly pick um, flashes quickly and is more of like a sparking kind of effect. Yeah. So, the, uh, so yeah, there's definitely a wide variety of things we can do with our core, and we could easily stick it into a different instrument like a drumstick. It's just a matter of, you know, engineering the whole system and if people are interested in it. So. Yeah. See, and the other challenge with the drumstick is, like, I... I'm not a drummer by any stretch of the imagination. I have a kit and I play, you know, terribly here, but um, like it doesn't feel natural, like because right. it's it's the acrylic, and I realize you have to do that. So if there's a way to kind of hybrid that wood feel and get something to light up somewhere, you know that that be that be definitely I, th- I think ideal for drummers. Yeah, you know, I th- I thought about that too because I read some of the reviews on Amazon, and with the Firefly pick, we're building it out of polycarbonate, which is uh, the hardest plastic. And uh, it, it gives the Firefly pick a really good feel for playing because it's got that um, super hard um, texture like a, um, like a tortoise shell pick or something like that. Yeah. It's not quite that hard, but it's, it's a lot harder than normal plastic. And I was wondering if maybe if you used uh, polycarbonate and drumsticks might have a similar thing, but I don't know. I don't know. Drumsticks it just seems so weird. Like I had a graphite pair at one point. I have an aluminum pair, believe it or not. Hmm. Um, and... It, it's you, you run into a couple of different things. A, you know, it, just like a guitar, where you start changing the materials, you change the tone. And then B, a lot of drummers are creatures of habit, yeah. so you're gonna it's gonna take a lot to, to pull them out to try something new. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know anything about drumming to be honest, so I'd probably talk to a drummer before starting that project. You know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I, I would th- think that you know, out in California where you're at, should probably have a lot of great drummers around you as well as the great guitar players you got out there. That's true. That's true. All right. So, um, the Kickstarter um, campaign, we're over 50% now, which is great. How, about how many days do we have left? Uh, we've got about 20 left, about a third of the way through. And where can listeners go and find out more information about this pick? So, we've got the Kickstarter page. Where, where else? Yeah, the Kickstarter you can actually get to from uh, kickstarter.fireflypick.com. Uh, otherwise, you can just go to fireflypick.com, and there's a link there, too. But uh, it's also got links to our Facebook and our Twitter, uh, which you can use to stay in touch and get announcements about it as we're um, as our Kickstarter campaign proceeds. But uh, the best place to go is to the Kickstarter and then click on the green button that says back this project. 
All right. Well, Peter, I want to thank you for coming on the show and talking to us about this um, this great new product. And you know, I just can't thank you enough. Hey, thanks a lot, Aaron. All right. So again, I want to thank Peter for coming on the show. I really had a great time talking to him. I'm realizing how much I do enjoy electronics and looking back, wishing I would have done more with it when I was younger. I used to do a lot more tinkering uh, when I was younger than in the past 10 years or so. But, you know, I settled down. I got married. Didn't necessarily have that kind of time. And now through home repairs, I'm starting to get back into the DIY spirit and trying to solve problems on my own, so to speak. I've never been handy around the house, but luckily my father-in-law is, and he's teaching me some things as we go. I mentioned at the top of the show that my dad's into electronics, so I think between those two gentlemen, I'm going to have a pretty good shot here at making an electronic project, because boy, do I want to start digging in and building some stuff. And I'm sure I'll be talking about it on the show from time to time. So guys, check out the uh, my website, signaltonoise.fm. I've been trying to keep regular blog posts up there, just different stuff that comes to mind. Um, follow me on Twitter, S-G-N-L, the number two, and Z. Again, linked from the website, signaltonoise.fm has everything. So guys, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, make some noise.